Welcome to the Millennials Unpublished Podcast, where we talk about everything from gaps in the literature to gaps in society. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. This is Jaslyn. And this is Darren. So each episode, we're going to have three different segments. Um, our first segment will be our check-in and check-up, where we're just going to be chatting with each other, reflecting on our weeks. Then we'll have our second segment, Topics Under Review. We'll just be talking about something we find interesting this week, um, giving our takes on it. And our third one will be word on the street. <laughs> so this will be a bit of a toss up. Um, we're thinking it could be some listener engagement, maybe some letters people send in, some advice. Um, so as this continues and we get feedback from you all, we'll flush out that section. But right now, let's just get into our check in and check up. So Jaslyn, tell me, how are you? <laughs> how are things? I'm doing well. Um, it's a gray Saturday here in Providence. Some people got snow, some didn't. It's cold for sure. Um, my week was pretty good. Um, I've started to figure out a good structure, which we'll get into that with our topics under review later, but I had a pretty good week. How about you? That's good. It's been pretty good too. A little cold today and everything. I woke up feeling a little bit just... Um, a little out of out of it just like what's going on where are we at what's happening a little existential but you know we pulled it together it made me some breakfast sausage <laughs> and some eggs and everything feels better after a little bit of food so it's been not too bad over here for the most part um, good. yeah i feel like every day has ups and downs right now but on that note i think we should probably go straight into our topics under review what do you think yeah. Let's just get into it. So this week, we're going to be talking about coping during COVID, Miss Rona, the Rona, whatever you and your community. Big Rona. A big Rona. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you and your community calls it, like we're going to be talking about that. So our major points uh, this week are going to be coping with Miss Rona during personal life um, and how we're dealing with it during our personal life and coping with our school and work and how we're dealing with it with school and work as well. So Um, before we get into that, I think it's important just to say that we know that COVID is impacting everybody in different ways. For some people, it's the social distancing. That's the main thing they're dealing with. Some people, Mm -hmm. it's family and friends and loved ones in general who have been diagnosed or have symptoms and we just want to say that we understand and we just want to make this a space to be able to talk about those experiences definitely definitely i'm glad you sort of like preface with that and everything um so for you like in terms of personal life and like coping um just in the context of your personal life how how have things been have they been tough have they been good (laughs) you're looking at me you can't see her but she's looking at me like <laughs> so what at this point we've been a month into social distancing yeah, about a month. um for me i think in the beginning it was just kind of processing the new normal mm-hmm. um and then it turned into okay well what do i need how am i gonna get through this um and for me something that i've been doing before 
um, the social distancing was working out. So I knew I just needed to incorporate that into my daily life to keep me sane, um, stay healthy. And it's also something to look forward to every day. Gotcha. For me, yeah, I was trying to get on that, you know, I was trying, like, as soon as it started, I know on social media, there was this, like, C10, do 10, like, push-up challenge going along and everything, and I was like, why are people doing push-ups right now? I'm just trying to sit in my bed and deal with this existential state of the world. Mm -hmm. So I was a little, like, workout adverse at first, Um, but at least, um, like, after a couple of days, I got into running more regularly. So I like to run outside for the most part. In Philadelphia, shut down, like, MLK Drive so that people can run and social distance. So I just started um, running, I think, every other day, maybe, like, once every, like, two days or so. But it's really been good to sort of collect my thoughts, to um, just, you know, it's like a practice for me just to let off some steam, just to get some fresh air and everything. And I post my runs oftentimes, too, sort of on social media and stuff too so maybe I'll share that with some of you all but that's been really helpful for me at least those running clips are very (laughs) entertaining (laughs) dramatic Um, (laughs) but we are two different kinds of people because for me running outside with elements I wasn't built for that so (laughs) I instead I'm really into skipping rope so I got me some good jump ropes um I have some weights and some resistance loops. So I just do different combinations of like strength and cardio. And it's been doing, it's been doing pretty well for me. Yeah, I think it's good. And I feel like it's like important to note too, that like, I don't know, I think at least for me, it's been helping to like work out and do that. But I also feel like too, for like a lot of people, like right now is not a time, you know, to a certain extent, maybe for them to work out. Like I know for some people though, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is just that for a lot of people, I think there's been a lot of pressure to be productive and to be working out and to be on top of everything and doing everything right during this time. So I feel like if for you, you know, working out right now isn't something that's going to help you, you're like, you don't got to, you know, <laughs> that's completely Oh yeah, okay. no, I mean, well, that's yeah. the thing, like, what's right for you is what helps you be sane in this time and working out is stressful for some people um this is just how we're coping yeah Um, but also at the same time i know that i like to eat good food and so (laughs) yeah i'll work out but sometimes i'll just want to eat something that's comforting and doesn't go with the the whole healthy living but it's good for me on that day and at that time. Right. I had some chicken and waffles the other day that would change your life. So (laughs) I completely (laughs) understand. But yeah, I think like also something that I've been trying to do just to cope a little bit more with like mental health sort of issues as of now has just been trying to have like a spiritual practice. I'm a very spiritual person, as you know, you know, I'd be deep into looking at these trees and feeling the internal spirit, (laughs) the internal space and the deep, deep eye, you know, one with the world, (laughs) one with the world, you know, oscillating and gyrating in the universes. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been actually watching Missy Yanla Van Zandt um, on the daily. So she has, she's um, a spiritual teacher who's been featured on like the own channel with Oprah. And they know who Yana is. <laughs> they might not know who Miss Yana is. Miss Yana will get your whole they life. They might know her from a gift. Miss <laughs> Yana. At the very least. <laughs> but on. The, the not on my watch situation, if y'all know what not I'm talking about. Not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> but she's been doing um, just a daily sort of morning spiritual teaching and lessons. So I've been tuning into those and doing tea in the morning, sitting I'm staring out at these trees and trying to get my mental state together because it's been, it was really tough at first. I found myself worrying a lot 
and having a lot of anxiety. So that's been helping me to sort of keep everything a bit more together. Um, but what, what about you? What's, what have you been doing to sort of account for mental health during these times? Yeah, so paying attention to how I'm feeling. Um, we'll get into school and other things in a bit, but if I'm working on something or I'm watching or reading something and it makes me feel a, a certain type of way, I pay attention to that. And I decide whether I need to remove myself from something or just take a break. And sometimes just existing is all I need to do. Like I need to step away from that routine that I talk about and just lay there or sit there right. or call a friend or a family member and just get that social interaction in. And that's helped me a lot um, during this time, especially since I've been able to talk to a lot of friends that – um, I haven't spoken to in a long time just because mm -hmm. we all get busy, we move, we're doing all sorts of things. That's, I think that's been one of the biggest things that's brought me a lot of peace during this time is taking the time to catch up and, and have a sense of community, even though we're all apart. Yeah, I definitely second that. Yeah, I've been checking in on my friends over in Madrid because I know Spain was hit hard and they can't yeah. go outside. Um, they have to basically stay inside unless they're going to the grocery store or like walking a dog or something. So <clears throat> checking in, reconnecting, just seeing people and everything um, over Zoom and stuff. Um, and I think, I guess like a little bit of goal setting too. Like I think for maybe, I don't want to speak for you, but I think this Millennials Unpublished, you know, just drop the name. <laughs> but I think this um, podcast coming out and everything too is a goal I think we've had for a long time. So I feel like being able to start working on this and have something to put my energy into has helped out a lot because I felt Absolutely. like my, yeah, my days weren't really punctuated. So I'd wake up and it would be like 12 or like, it'd be like, you know, 8 a.m. <laughs> and then I'd be doing work most of the day. Then I'd be trying to go to sleep and I didn't even know what time it was. So this helps sort of to build in a routine and punctuate my day to give some semblance of normalcy, even though I think that normalcy has abandoned us <laughs> right now yeah absolutely I know I've definitely started doing new artsy things like I started doing my own nails and got super into that um <laughs> just basically things that used to make me happy figuring out how to do them still uh while everything is shut down and while we're by ourselves it's just keeping little pieces of my old life as it were has helped a lot yeah, that's really good. I have found myself at times slipping into bad habits, which is something I've been working on. Like, for one, I found myself really binge eating. Like, <laughs> um, And it's like, you do what you got to do right now. But I had like chicken and waffles and then tacos and fries. And then I had McDonald's and I got sick and I wasn't mad that like I ate those foods. It's fine to eat those foods, like eat what you want to eat. But I was eating to the point where I was getting sick. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, this isn't okay. So yeah. trying to slip out of that bad habit um that's been something that was a little bit tough but something i'm sort of getting out of and everything i don't know any bad habits on your end are you you out here glowing up doing it right <laughs> is anybody actually glowing in the sky <laughs> if you're glowing it might be for a minute um but no any bad habits i think just kind of like i said i'd been on this sort of health journey before covid19 really hit everyone hard here um and I think in the beginning, I kind of went backwards on a lot of the progress I'd made. Gotcha. Um, and so for me, it was like, oh, I, now that I have more time, it seems like I'm having 
a harder time fitting in all these things into my day-to-day life. So I just had to like sit with myself and, you know, just, just see where I was at. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, that reminds me too. This bad habit of feeling like I'm only worthy if I'm productive, which Wait. is not true. We might as well move into talking about school and work then. Uh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Let me throw in one more though. One more before we get there. But I found myself catastrophizing a lot where like if I coughed at all or if I felt like a little faint or like anything, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like die. Oh my gosh, all these bad things are going to happen. So um, I also think too, trying to get out of the habit of catastrophizing um, mm-hmm. and trying to live more presently during this time. So that's my last little comment. But, you know, maybe we yeah. should move into talking about school. <laughs> They want to hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) Do they? They're like, we don't care now. Okay. So I think the biggest thing for a lot of people is how you are working or doing school while you're at home. Uh, That has been a very big transition for people. Yes. Um, And perspective wise, like we are grad students. Neither of us are partnered or have (laughs) um, dependents. Mm -hmm. So we are just managing ourselves and we find it difficult. So definitely want to hear about people who are living with other people, have roommates, a partner or children and see maybe how you're figuring it out. Um, Definitely reach out and let us know. But um, I guess what you were going into Darren was sort of like um, a time management issue of there are no longer boundaries between home and work, quote oh unquote. Were there ever? Uh, well, that's the thing. That was always a problem, but now more so where your home is also the classroom, is also the office, is also the gym, is also the restaurant. Like, it is everything. <laughs> um, home as yeah. total institution, Irving Goffman. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, let me stop being annoying. But yeah, yeah. So I know you'd already jumped in there, so. <laughs> yeah, it's just been a little bit tough because, I don't know, I'm just over here searching for the words a little bit. But I started out and I was like, you know, this is this time where I can catch up on work and, you know, I can just be grateful and have gratitude for everything in my life and I could do all these different things. And then I felt like I was just gobsmacked <laughs> just with the reality of everything. I'm just being concerned about what's happening in the world. I think, like, inequity happening and me sitting with that in my apartment and feeling bad about that and that sort of pushed me to the point where I didn't want to do anything I just wanted to sort of sit alone and having to find forgiveness in those times to be like you know it's okay that if I don't want to go and write this like five page paper or do my module right away or you know jump into like the lab work that's due tomorrow like yeah it's completely okay to sit and sort of have time for yourself so I think pushing myself to feel like I have to be productive was something that I had to get out of a little bit. Yeah. Um, Back to what you said about inequities. I think especially with the nature of the research I do, I research children and (laughs) their home lives, their um, school lives and everything. It thinking about how this is impacting people, thinking about their parents, maybe losing their jobs or seeing people I know being impacted in those ways Mm -hmm. when you sit in, how it's impacting everybody, you can get consumed by that. Um, so I know something that helped me was sort of putting together what I knew with my lab and putting out an information sheet. And I kind of felt like I did something positive and it was a way for me to step back from just sitting and the fact that everyone's life is being disrupted in a very major way. Um, 
that definitely was something that helped me with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I know the lab that I'm working in has been looking at sort of messaging and trying to figure out what messaging is the most successful in terms of COVID right now to get people to social distance. Um, But I feel like there was this weird, uh, maybe like, I don't know if this is the word for it, but the split I felt where as like a graduate student, I felt relatively like well protected. I was like, okay, I have my stipend and everything. I'm so grateful for that. Like I'm able to have this apartment. But then at the same time, I felt sort of the sense of also not like I've been able to really contribute, you know? Like I know that like as academics, we can definitely put out work and do things that can help in the greater world. But me really feeling like I wanted to be out there, be able to be volunteering and doing these other things. So I felt like this weird split at times. Um, But at the same time too, like that was sort of also, I don't know, I'm struggling for the words. Can you, what about you? I think I get what you're saying. I think um, specifically for us, something we have in common is the desire to put into work what we're doing in the classroom or in the lab. Um, It's all, it's good and well and all to learn all this stuff, to write these papers, to be with other academics. But what's the point, in my opinion, for me, what's the point if I can't put it into action? I can't see there be a real world impact of the work that I'm doing. So when you're faced with something like a global pandemic, um, (laughs) you sit there and you wonder, you know, like everything that I've been doing, is there some way I can contribute in this time that's meaningful, even if it's to one other person or maybe multiple people? Yeah, basically that, basically that. Um, So for you, how has your like class structure and meeting structure changed at all because of this? Like, how was Zooming for you, you know? (laughs) Zooming for you. So I think I'd use Zoom once last year, and I was like, what is this thing? And now it is all I know. Zoom is is always in my face. Um, It's changed a lot. So um, not only am I taking classes, but I'm also TAing. And so I'm holding virtual office hours, and it's just very interesting to interact with students on that level. Um, and then having the real world interruptions of like a parent rushing in because they, (laughs) (laughs) they don't understand that they're having a meeting right now. Um, I definitely think that the way Brown decided to go about it, um, doing the asynchronous format where, um, teachers record in advance so uh, students can watch a lecture at any point in time was very beneficial. And I almost want that to be (laughs) implemented (laughs) when we go back to quote unquote normal or the new normal or anything like that, because I know that we all are going through things at a different time right now. Um, So that usual class time right now, that might be when your parents are going to work and they need that space that you might do your, your schoolwork in, or if you have to have your meetings now, you need to figure out a space um, with your roommates that you can do that. So having it be asynchronous is very helpful. Um, But at the same time, you do lose some of that real time um, space for asking questions or being with other students. So uh, how has UPenn gone about that? So we've had a bit of a split. So we still have some sort of like asynchronous meetings where some professors have created modules for students which has been nice. And then we still have some synchronous meetings as well. A couple of my seminars are like that. I don't know. Zoom just 
sometimes Zoom just gives me mad anxiety because we have like the whole group chat open and I'm like, what I got to respond when the professor's like, you know, type in what you think. I'm like, but this is to the whole class. I was like, this is very visible. I was like, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing? There's been a bit of that. I also feel like too, like when I'm on Zoom, sometimes I don't really feel like I'm in class. It's like, I know I'm in class, but am I really in class? Yeah. So I could be over here, you know, looking out the window and then they're like, Darren, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> think about what <laughs> right? exactly? Think about what? What were you talking about? <laughs> um, so I think the experience of Zooming has been interesting. I know that like oftentimes too, like classmates will sometimes text each other um during zoom as well so sometimes i'd be rolling because someone said something a little too funny in the group chat and i gotta keep my face together (laughs) um but you know i know teachers and professors have been working mad hard like on their end to really get zoom classes together to connect with everyone in the course to grade and set this thing up and turn on a dime sort of in the ways that they're teaching so i want to give like shout outs to professors who are doing that um even though i you said and their tas Because I know it's like a really big shift right now. But Zoom has really been quite the journey. (laughs) It has. Um, Something that's really interesting is that we know a lot about education and psychology literature and how the consensus is that having screens in the classroom, like students being on the computer or phone, has been um, a distraction. But now that classes are completely online, do you think that we're going to figure out ways to use technology in the classroom more? Because I know the class that I'm taking right now, it was it was originally like a tech-free class. So now that we're online, how are we going to work through those challenges? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. I do think that this is highlighting, like you sort of said before, the different ways that technology can be used to broaden sort of classrooms and classroom spaces. Um, and I think that we should keep a bit of this energy I'm moving out of this because there are <clears throat> at times maybe like opportunity like times where you can't go to class and maybe you could zoom call in or maybe it could be more accessible for certain students like uh in terms of maybe like mental health i know i'm someone who sometimes has like a lot of anxiety sitting in classroom so being able to do it uh, remotely has been really helpful mm-hmm. um so i think maybe this is showing us if anything ways that we can use technology uh, to our benefit moving forward. And I know a lot of people who might not be students, but who are working from home, it's really been showing them that like, you might not necessarily be needed in the office nine to five, Monday through Friday. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. if you, and I know that too, that just represents a certain population of people who have the privilege and ability to work from home. But I think there's been a lot of conversation saying like, wait, maybe we actually don't have to be here Monday through Friday. Maybe we can work from home. Maybe we can do things differently moving forward. Um, And I think that can, for one, help people out um, in terms of access, and then two, just help people out in terms of giving them greater options. Yeah, so we definitely have a culture where grinding all the time, working all the time, I'll sleep when I die, that's like <laughs> the the mentality. And so we're in a space where I think people are really reflecting on that mentality. And also, I think a lot of people are starting to think about maybe the job that they were in or the program or classes and thinking about if that's actually what they want when you're removed from that everyday schedule where you're just kind of going, going, going and you have time to think about it. I think a lot of people are rediscovering themselves or finding new purpose and new ambition in that. Um, So yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I also think so 
think too that there's a lot of like people, myself included, who have just been like staring at the wall, <laughs> like like laying in bed in existential despair at times. <laughs> well, yeah, um, this is a time where I mean, depending on how long this goes for, we, you can go through different waves and cycles of right. existing to con- reconsidering what you were doing before to like having a new hobby, (laughs) going back to sitting down and not doing anything, you know? Yeah, so just a balance of everything for the most part. I do want to ask, though, do you think there's been an increase in the number of meetings you have? Because I think that because it's online, people feel like they can come to you whenever. Yeah, (laughs) that is a thing. I'd be in meetings on meetings, and, like, a lot of them are productive just to help like there a lot of them are set up just to like make sure I'm good and sort of like help me out. Uh, but there has been a lot more. And something I've been noticing that at least in research, I don't know if this resonates with anyone, is that I didn't realize how valuable it was just to run into people and just in everyday life. Like if you're trying to think through a theoretical question or you just have like a general question or you don't understand how something works, like usually when you're walking through like your lab space or wherever else, like you run into people and you bounce ideas off of them or you just check in with them and see how they're doing. And all of that has has been removed. So now I feel like there's this weird sense of like you know me sitting with random little questions or little thoughts I have where in sort of actual life before all of this you know you could really just reflexively bounce these off of people that you saw just on a daily basis so I think coming from a communication standpoint that's been like a weird little thing that we've been dealing with and and something that I've been in discussion with with like other members of my lab uh, about how to create use online space to foster that type of communication because we're I guess seeing it as of now, we're seeing how valuable it is for us and for other people as well. Yeah, that's very real. Um, I don't know if you guys have shared office spaces, but I know for me, I could go to my office or go to my lab. And even if I intended on working by myself, if something came up, I'd have someone I could turn to and ask a question or take a break and go on a walk with or something. So it's definitely changed up my work routine a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I guess like for the most part, we're just going to have to keep on keeping on. A lot of stuff is very uncertain for the most part. So I don't really yeah. know. And that uncertainty, I guess the last thing we can kind of hit for work in school is, um, I guess, managers, bosses, PIs, and how they are dealing with deadlines and extensions. Like, are they giving more mm. grace or does it seem to be that they just keep in on track and they expect things <laughs> the way they've always expected them? And what that does yeah. for us during this time. You said, what are the repercussions? Absolutely. <laughs> what are the implications? Um, for most of my professors, most of my professors have been really like great and like really amazing about being conscientious, being very flexible, offering like deadlines, offering accommodations for the most part. I do think that, I don't know how to say it. So I think that a lot of people have been super conscientious, but I do think because we do live in a capitalist society, like overall, like we're gonna have to do stuff. Like everyone's gonna have to do stuff. Like there's not gonna be any ability for I think anyone to go full stop and not be productive because of the systems that we live in. And I don't think that's an individual thing on part of like the professors. I think that's just a structural thing. So I, I do think there's this notion that people should be able to at least continue maybe like with less productivity but continue forward and no sort of like full stop stopping of anything but 
for the most part, on my end at least, most of my professors and everyone I've been interacting with has been super accommodating and understanding. But what about you? How's Brown do it now? <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. I know <laughs> every institution has handled it differently. Yeah. Um, and Brown has actually chosen to do an opt into a pass or fail. So uh, you gotcha. can change from the A, B, C, whatever grading to pass fail now, but it's not a universal pass fail, which is very interesting. Um, yeah. What How do you feel about that? Because I know, I think like a universal pass, right? Isn't that just saying that everyone is going to pass across the board regardless and then pass? It's a universal pass fail. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Versus an opt in where I can now decide to change my courses from a letter grade to a pass fail. Um, I don't, if you're asking me how I feel personally, it doesn't Mm -hmm. really impact me because I'm, I'm taking my last class. I'm taking a class. It's my last class. You said I'm done. So no. (laughs) been a long grueling (laughs) three years um but I know for the undergrads especially um and other grad students who aren't advancing to candidacy yet that there's like it impacts their ability to take other courses they're worried about how it's going to look on their transcript for a job um or for grad school for undergrads so I know for other people it's more complicated gotcha I feel like there hasn't probably been as much discussion, at least from my end. I haven't seen it too much, I think, which is why I was sort of like, eh. But I guess there are a couple of conversations on campus where some people think that basically the same situation, that there should be universal pass-fail for everyone. Um, And then there's a conversation, too, that people think that certain students should be able to opt in and out. And I think the benefits of having a universal pass fail is that when you go to like maybe apply to another institution or when someone requests your transcript they can see that like all students had to choose this option so if you opt in or opt out there might be certain students I think oftentimes maybe students at the margins who uh, may have decided to opt in to pass fail um, but then compared to another student who didn't do it like that person might have a grader an A when they're applying to uh, maybe another school and the other student has just like a pass. So if they're being judged on the same system, like the thought is that maybe the person who, who has the A on their transcripts would have more privilege or be able to like have greater access because they have like that good grade versus the person who passed. Like the thought being that maybe the employer or the university might think that that person didn't push themselves as hard. So I guess yeah. it's just like a question of equity for our Absolutely. School other schools, yeah. It's definitely about um, marginalized people as well. And um, sometimes, especially in this time, I think we might have to broaden our definition of marginalized people because the lives that you live at school are definitely are very different from the lives that you live at home. So mm-hmm. you might be going back to a home where taking classes from home just doesn't make sense whether it's you don't have the resources or the home environment just isn't stable enough for you to be able to excuse me uh continue to perform the way you're performing at school that's all very real um but i would like to think that in this time um employers and other institutions would look back and look at a pass fail and realize that there was Rona outside. Yeah. Like... Rona was running around. <laughs> I mean, I also think it saddens me too, that in this time of crisis, one of the major things on people's minds is their access into other institutions after this or into jobs after this. It's kind of like you always have to be thinking a step ahead because this moment isn't just about this moment. It's, 
this moment is going to impact things down the road. So not being able to prioritize like maybe your physical and mental safety right now and having to like give thoughts to all of these greater issues that might come after this is something that is just is just frustrating. And I even think the, the burden of who has to worry about that versus who doesn't is something that is falling along these lines of who has greater access to equity and who has less access. Because like, I think worry as a construct is going to potentially be higher for those people who don't have access to equity. You're going to not only Absolutely. have to figure it out, but you're also going to have to worry about figuring it out. Um, yeah. So it's like a two level thing that's gonna com compile disadvantage for some. Yeah. And that to me is, is what's been frustrating. I'm like, it shouldn't be like this. Um, and then I think also on top of that, the work of who's going to have to organize to come up with these ideas, to push these notions within these elite institutions is oftentimes gonna fall on those marginalized people. So it's just like, like compiling, compiling, compiling. <laughs> oh yeah. Marginalized status, which is something that I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so. mm. Like like we were saying, we're all just trying to get through this together, alone. Is that together alone? I think that's one of the the hashtags. Yeah, together alone because it's sort of like yeah, we're all together. But like you know, if you're like a billionaire with a mansion, you know, are you in this together? That is a whole <laughs> different conversation. <laughs> we'll touch on that. Maybe we'll touch on that a little bit later. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed our discussion and reflection on this time. Um, if there's anything we missed, feel free to send us a message and maybe we can talk some more about this. But yeah. I think right now we would be moving into the word on the street segment. Right. But, you know, we, we don't really have anything from y'all yet because we just got started. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, maybe we should just wrap things up. Yeah. So just to echo what Jasmine said, feel free to give us any feedback. You know, we want to sort of be chatting about things that y'all are interested in hearing. Um, so we just want to thank you for joining another episode of Money Was Unpublished and tune in next week as we all figure out life together. So please rate, subscribe, write a review and share the podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, just shout us out on Instagram and share again at Millennials Unpublished. I have a hard time spelling millennials. That is with two N's and two L's. <laughs> and then for me, I'm at, at Darren27. And then you, Jasmine. I'm at Jaunty Jazz. Thank you again for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.